This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Christina Holloway, administrator of ASC Balakinwood in Pennsylvania. Christina, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Laura. I am incredibly thankful for this opportunity. Now, before we dive into the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently the administrator at the Ambulatory Surgery Center of Balakinwood. We are affiliated with surgery centers in multiple states. The corporate people that I uh, have the opportunity to work and learn from own centers in Florida, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and they're currently aligning to some other surgery centers across the country. This center that I'm the administrator for currently is in the final stages of construction. So we, as we're moving towards opening, um, it's really interesting to be a part of this corporate team and strategically implement uh, and align a lot of what their uh, measures and compliance re- requirements and expectations are with our staff in multiple different states, because as we all know, no matter where you're at, things are different in reference to legislation and expectations for ASCs. So that's been fun. My professional career started with a degree at, from Florida State in forensic psychology, which is completely not what I'm doing right now. <laughs> And I worked in child protection for several years before I went back to uh, nursing school. I was hired as a graduate nurse in the emergency department and then transitioned to travel assignments and worked in multiple different large trauma centers as well as critical access hospitals across the country for about seven years. Interesting, when I was in California, I broke my foot pretty badly hang gliding. And unfortunately, in a hospital setting, they do not let you work if you can't walk. So... Being out of work for about six months, it turned out to be a very positive life-changing event for me. I was offered a leadership position at a critical access hospital in Oahu, Hawaii, and I was able to oversee all of the patient care specialties within this very small facility, and I was so taken aback at what a difference it was working bedside to transitioning into leadership, and so this smaller facility and and being able to align a lot of different specialties on on a lower level was really, really helpful for my growth. Uh, My previous leadership roles in non-medical domains taught me a lot about how to assist and support and mentor my team. So being able to be at this hospital was incredibly enlightening, uh, as well as tremendously challenging. I was working really hard to learn the dynamics of care in areas that had not been previously educated or trained in, while also trying to acclimate a lot of the cultural climate to the different expectations and uh, styles of communication. Uh, I truly loved my time on the North Shore, and my direct leader at that hospital taught me so much in regard to my professional growth. From there, I was offered a chance to move into the surgical services realm at a facility back on the mainland, and that was one service line that was not available at the small hospital that I was working at at the North Shore. So I took advantage of the chance to expand my experiences into that new arena. Uh, Surgical services is in and of itself a complex and multifaceted field both for hospital and ASC settings. So I've really come to appreciate the marriage of medical knowledge with financial and legal and social responsibilities that the Surgical Services Division of Healthcare has provided to me. That's a really fascinating career journey, Christina. And you right? know, it's so interesting to hear um, how you know you went from the non-clinical into clinical and then nursing and then eventually made your way to the ASC. Right. I, I can't even tell you how much I have been able to bring all of these different experiences. And like I said, both non-nursing and nursing into what I do now on a daily basis. It's, it's fascinating to see that, you know, before coming in out of nursing school, you would never think that that would be a possibility within one professional field. 
Absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about uh, kind of learning a lot from some of your mentors and people that, you know, worked with you both in terms of professional growth, as well as leadership of organizations, you know, is there one kind of thing that really sticks out that made the biggest impression on you? Um, yeah, I think that with, and, and again, my experiences have been across the country from, you know, East West Coast, obviously over to the islands. And what has really been the best leader quality that I've seen for people who have, I, who have, I, I have had the opportunity to learn from are taking in all aspects of the community that you serve. So it's really easy to be narrow-minded and to see what we're talking about in reference to facility and financial obligations and everything that's going on within the walls of the hospital or ASC that you're working with, but to really expand and say, this is the community that we're serving as the facility or the organization that we're working within. And to be able to bring in some of those needs that are readily apparent into what you're doing on a professional level. I think that's where I've been able to really learn the most. Got it. Got it. That's that's great to hear. Now, I'm wondering, you know, on the um, more flip side of things, what are the top three trends that you're following in healthcare today? That is a great question. Um, my priorities right now are the constantly changing climate of infection prevention. And I know that's been a big issue with everybody. Difficulties in attracting qualified staff and the financial struggle of retaining them in this current domain. And the very incredibly fierce sign-on bonuses at larger corporations that go along with that. Uh, I would say also learning how to incorporate new technology into how we take care of our community. I feel like healthcare leaders are becoming very... Um, specialized for infection prevention, which is absolutely necessary, being that we're in this, you know, pandemic pandemic happening across the world. But we are also figuring out how to be creative to protect our staff and patients uh, while continually updating processes to be sensitive to needs for everyone. Uh, we all still have a need to provide the highest quality health care. So it's a tough position to institute procedures that appear restrictive and superficially seem to conflict with a lot of the holistic care we're, we're taught in nursing school but also being able to allow for needed interventions to be an option for the people who are coming to us for their healthcare needs. In reference to staffing difficulties, there's so much disarray that has happened with the pandemic. A lot of our nurses that came out of school and were working within these facilities have been realigned to where the needs are for the world. So some of the small facilities and companies can't afford to keep up with the allure of the large upfront sign-on bonuses that the larger corporations are able to provide and very well appreciated and, and deserved for nursing staff. So, But it does create complications for ASCs. These roles um, are needed to accommodate the social demand, and they've really decreased the applicant pools that are available for, our, for the smaller facilities. So keeping up with local trends, as well as the national fluxes with staffing challenges, has helped me to navigate uh, and assist with, assist with the leaders within our organization across the states that our particular ASCs are, are working in. Um, moving forward from that with complex staffing, we've even got a greater need to find alternative ways of creating efficiencies within our current practices. So a lot of the IT and data analytics that are becoming a ginormous part of how we align our clinical commitments with applied science is becoming a, a hot topic within healthcare itself. The intuitive EMRs and app-driven functions are really becoming vital to maintaining the continuity of patient care because we do have a lower volume of staffing. So not so in efforts to not overuse the people who are continuing to be loyal, we've got to find ways that we can make the technology that's happening within healthcare align well to keep the 
volume up in order to keep our doors open, but also to provide affordable and safe surgical interventions when possible. That's one of the reasons I really appreciate Becker's. You guys are such a spectacular resource on a continual basis to to make sure that everyone who's in leadership within ASEs and hospital settings has access to those because a lot of times, I, you know, being as busy as we all are, it's really hard to find time to seek that out. So it's nice to have that come directly and then be like, you know, click a, click of a button. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad that we can, you know, at Becker's can provide some of that information and really have it all in the same spot. Because it seems like, you know, with the changing environment today, and as you said, some of the different uh, stressors coming from the healthcare system, as well as economic, the economy and uh, policy wise, there's just a lot to keep track of for a, a smaller organization. Definitely, definitely. And you're going to have those at the larger organizations too, because with the volume that they have to support, when you lose any staff, that becomes a big deal to be able to, because people don't stop coming. There's always going to be a demand and a need. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And so, you know, kind of given these, these three trends that you've talked about, where do you see the best opportunity for growth at your center over the next year or two? That's a great question. Uh, The outpatient surgery subsect of healthcare is in such a state of growth. The community is being offered so many options for surgical procedures as they become less invasive and with the new technology and desire to stay out of hospital settings when at all possible. In addition, the financial savings in an ambulatory center is always a benefit. As our particular corporation continues to plan expansion with centers across the country and even within the states that we're already affiliated with, I hope to to continue being a part of the internal team that brings our leaders together within the organization. There's such a benefit to having support and new ideas from counterparts and coworkers driving the same process improvements and learning from each other in that. There's also a corporation uh, benefit. The corporation benefits greatly from consistency, especially when all of the centers that we have are accredited and have plans to specialize in certification through uh, our accrediting body. So keeping everybody on the same page and then holding our team accountable to those same expectations, no matter what center we are working with or have our feet at, makes things so much easier to be able to continue talking about growth and expansion because you don't have to worry about which what parts are, are failing at that point. Got it. That's that's really great to hear. And glad that there are so many opportunities, you know, for growth as more procedures um, come to the outpatient setting. Finally, before we wrap up our conversation, I'm wondering, you know, what are you most excited about today and what makes you nervous? I am truly excited to be a part of an amazing team of people across the world that are collectively working towards social betterment and success through tragedy. Nursing used to be a very cutthroat profession, and I think we've progressed into an embracing and loving group of people that want to help and support each other. And it's really nice to see that beautiful transition. I hope that that continues for the future generations as we are trying to bring in more of this type of personality and and want to help each other and especially in the state of what we're have what we have happening. My fear is that we're not going to be able to properly educate enough people to meet the demand. Uh, we can only hope that the young people deciding what they want to be when they grow up see how nurses change the world and they want to be a part of this spectacular and amazing team. Christina, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you very much. I am so thankful to have the opportunity and I look forward to hearing from you again.